This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, you're listening to me and Paranormal You with your host, Ryan Singer. Because it's more fun to believe. But we'll just start. We'll just start okay. recording. Sure. Um, Teresa Lee is joining me. Hello. Thanks for coming over. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon. Um, I almost fell asleep a little bit because I woke up so early this day. Oh yeah, what I was going to say this day. On I this woke day. up so early on this day. Well, I mean, early for me. Yeah, I woke up at like eight a.m. That's pretty early. Yeah, but I'm because I'm usually up until like three thirty. Yeah, or You're four. A, a night owl. Yeah, I just I just feel so much more alive at night. Yeah, I feel I like that's have. when your your brain starts. Well, because that's when you're dreaming, but then if you stay awake, that's when you're like awake dreaming. Probably. Are I, don't you know. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> that's when your brain's like, time for the dreams. And then it's like, well, oh, if she's not going to close her eyes, yeah. I'm just going to send the dreams her way. I think my circadian rhythm is just like, bro, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> we don't have it. They have no schedule. They're like, an, it's in like an independent contractor. Uh huh. <laughs> you have to pay. Like it makes its own hours. Um, but I want to, we're talking about stones and crystals. Oh, yeah. Cause I wore my crystals for this. I haven't worn these for a while. Uh, I think these are moonstone. That looks like moonstone, moonstone. yeah. And I got it. Uh, it's supposed to help find your sense of self. It's more of like in, like self self help. No, self care, <laughs> self care. Well, I I this isn't the first crystal I got, but I got this because I was like really into like like career and love and all this stuff. And then I was going through a phase where I was just like not focusing on myself, and so I got this one. And it's supposed to help with um, intuition too. Just oh, be yeah. more uh, enhance your psychic abilities, which uh, well maybe we can talk more about later. But I yeah I have a lot of history with psychic abilities. Okay, no, we'll definitely. Uh, but anyways, well, I wore this. I always honor. say that. Well, we're definitely going to get into that, and then something you know, the next you know, for an hour oh, yeah. we talk about other stuff. Well, yeah, because I'm here to talk about. Go- well, there's so many things. There's that so many. Fall th- under we don't. Yeah, we don't have to. We don't have so to like you know pressure ourselves into okay. covering oh, it all today. <laughs> I'm so I'm already. Um, crumbling but so moonstone is a rad stone i got um i bought a set of runes Ooh. rune stones and they were moonstone oh, okay. moonstone rune stones Runestone. down at the liberate emporium down off of uh hillhurst oh nice which is this rad little rock shop i got this 
It wasn't on Hillary's. It was on, there was a pop-up on like Vermont, but it was very expensive. That one was, is it gone? And I didn't like, because everything there was so expensive and I got this because I was getting a gift for a friend. But the one that I usually go to is Spellbound Sky because they have, uh, they have like pretty cheap small rocks. So if you want to just kind of carry And that's them Mark and Mark, right? The Maybe. two witches. Oh, I don't know. I've never. Uh, I think the uh, the guys who own it are, are these two witches name, name, and like they're married, Mark and Mark or something. Oh, okay, I think I've only met the employees there. I haven't met the owners. Hmm. I think you would definitely remember. I have not met them either. Uh huh. But the stories of about these two guys. I I, I hope I'm saying. I hope whatever their names are, they have the same name. Okay, Mark and, and uh and they're definitely like these like high-level witches, right? Oh, cool. And one time, who was it that... I, I was just talking with him the other day. Like, somebody was going to the store uh-huh. and, um, they, you know, at the opening time, a little after the opening time, and they weren't open yet. And then one of the guys came out and he's like, you're going to have to give me a minute. And, like, he was, like, outside as well. And then, like, uh-huh. he, he went away, came back, like, <laughs> half an hour later and was just like, are you ready? <laughs> What? <laughs> Something, and he was all like geared up and like super fan, you know, super fantastic, like energy and oh, all this great. other kind of. So I guess he had his coffee or whatever. I don't think there's drugs, but like, uh-huh. or maybe he like did his awakening spell, what? and then um, like we'll escort you around the store, like in a very yeah, like he was getting in the zone. In, a, in a production. It's like a production, but apparently these guys are legendarily awesome. Oh, cool. Well, I, yeah, I don't think I've met them, but the first time I went in, the guy who was working there. But I think he was just an employee, but he said, because I never worked with crystals before and I was getting it for a costume. But then I ended up spending like 50 bucks on crystals. But he was like, it's not a religion, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny, but then I, I did end up that. buying a bunch of yeah, crystals. So. I, can, uh, I can dig that. The, the pop-up on Vermont, I remember seeing it briefly um, and I'm like, oh, I got to come back to that. And then it wasn't that long ago, I tried to go back and uh, see and it wasn't there anymore. So it must be gone. Um, because when you're, when you have like prime real estate like that, mm-hmm. I think to myself, how can you stay in business selling rocks? Yeah. Well, how can you pay like $15,000 a month lease? Right. That is Cause it the can't place be. It would be though. I feel like that's the prime demographic of people who are buying crystals, like right but, there yeah. in Los Feliz. But there's like, uh, and not to say that there's already too many rock shops cause I don't True. think there are, but, um, Mount Shasta has eight. And they, they only have one stoplight, really. So, I mean, it's amazing. That place is amazing. Um, but you've got, you know, the Liberate Emporium in Hillhurst. Uh-huh. Then I guess, well, Spellbound Sky is... Well, House of Intuition is down off oh, yeah, Sunset. There's, there's a few of those. East, yeah, there's, a, there's another one in Highland Park. The Psychic Eye Bookstore in Sherman Oaks is fucking incredible. Hmm, That's my jam that. spot. Um, because things are very affordable there. Oh, cool. Um, it doesn't have that Hollywood tax, mm-hmm. uh, even though they're essentially, you know, they're in the valley, but it's a huge store too. And they've got a bunch of rooms in the back where all these different people are doing readings. Oh, but, that's um, cool. And, but yeah, I want to, I still have not been to Spellbound Sky. It's small. I've got, I've got stones from there. Yeah. From other people, but yeah. They're good for like, they, they have a lot of the little ones and they're cheap. You can get them for like $5. I mean, they have necklaces too that are marked up, but if you just want like, Little ones to carry around with you. The jewelry, I can't get enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't know. get enough of the chains and the necklaces and the pendants, and I want all of them. I want all of the rings. 
Oh yeah, I I bought I have some necklaces like quartz necklaces. I ha- I got a rose quartz. So the first time I went in, the reason I spent so much is because I um I was getting a costume. I was gonna be Silver Lake Elsa for this uh, Halloween slash birthday show that we m- me and my twin sister did a Frozen thing. So I, I wanted to wear a crystal as like. Oh, know. is that is that the name Elsa? Oh, Elsa is the yeah she's the blonde Frozen. one, and then um, there's sisters in it. It's okay, it's a children's okay. movie. Okay. You, don't have, <laughs> you don't have to see it. I don't have to feel bad. I just act like a child. Um, but my sister was one of the sisters, and I was the blonde one. And she, uh, so I bought like a crystal because I was the hipster version of her. But I wanted to be authentic, so I went in and bought one. And then uh, just for fun, I was like, "What's this?" And he was like, "That's a that's a love crystal. That's rose quartz." So I was like, "I need this." <laughs> But then that quartz I bought. So I was like seeing this guy in New York and I was about to go visit him. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'll buy this and it'll like make that trip go well. And then we ended up breaking up in like February, right around Valentine's Day. And the crystal broke that day. But I mean, I I, like dropped it, but I've dropped it a bunch of times and it never broke. And it just broke cleanly in half. And uh, yeah, so that's if nothing, if nothing else, it's peculiar. It was weird. And then I asked them, I brought it back to their uh, spell spellbound sky because i was like does this mean anything is it evil like what should i do and they're like no it just means its job is done you can give it to someone else if you want you can pass on the pieces so then my sister was just starting to like talk to this guy that she liked so and he mentioned something about like wanting to get into crystals so i gave it to her and she gave him the other one so they both had half and then they just started dating like the next week and they're still together so, oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was, like, fun to think about, like, oh, this crystal, like, I passed on the love, but... That I is interesting to think about. I I don't know if... I've never had a crystal break like that. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I dropped it a bunch of times, and it never broke, and then this time it just broke. I right do love half. giving crystals away. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, usually what I'll do... Because I always got a few on me, uh-huh. seemingly. And so, and if somebody wants to discuss them... Um, you know, I'll be like, oh, here's this and this and this. And some people are like, you don't touch other people's stones. It's like, come <laughs> yeah, on, do man. Do you have to do anything? I'll, I'll, I'll clean them when I get home or whatever. You know what <laughs> I mean? Do you regularly? I just sage them. I mean, sage I, them. some people wash them in the moonlight. I, I've never well, done you can, that. Well, you can do that. I Even warm water on the ones that aren't like selenite, like oh, salt-based, because okay. that'll just make that one disappear. But, um, you know, full moon, charge them up, sage I've them. I've never done that. But I love, I love the moon. I'm, yeah, the moon is... Yeah. I'm I'm real into the moon right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I li- I don't know. The moon is great. I like to pretend that the moon and I have a a sorted relationship. Like that's she's really my funny. ex, and like every yeah. time she's a full moon, I'm just like, oh, to you again. You're being really full <laughs> of yourself. The last time I was home, my mom was like, "So are you?" This is my mom. Uh huh. I love my mom. I should. I always say that, but I mean, I mean it. <laughs> but she's always like, "Are you? I hate my mom. Are no, you dating a rich?" famous Hollywood actress yet? <laughs> I was like, oh, is that what you think happiness is? <laughs> you know, I think she just wants me to, she just, as a parent, wants to make sure that I'm not going to wither away after she's gone. She wants, right. like, security Security. For yeah. And her idea of security is for me to be famous and rich. Yeah, that's like an old school mentality of security, like money. And then you see all these, like, old couples wh- who, you know, have money and are unhappy, and you're like, that doesn't help at all. Yeah, like, money's not going to help you. And uh, so I go, actually, I am seeing someone. And uh, oh, who? And I go, I don't know. You may have heard of her, the moon. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love got, that. She got mad at That's me. Funny. The moon. You can't date the moon. Okay, that, for a second, I didn't think that was recording. I'm drinking coffee. It's a little late in the day to be drinking coffee, even though I'm not supposed to be drinking coffee. Oh, um, why not? 
I'm doing this thing, but I'm transitioning. I'm like, uh. not, I'm like, I'm smoothing into it. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to decalcify the pineal gland, uh, the pineal gland. However, people want to. Is that the, the third the, eye? The third eye. Okay. And can't have this shit anymore. Mm. But I've got almost everything else on lockdown. Okay. That I need to be doing. Proud of you. Um, but uh, oof, coffee. Coffee's you know? so good. It's I so love good. Coffee. Oh, let's read Atlantisite. That's what oh, yeah. like got That's us right. talking about crystals. Anyway, I got this great Atlantisite crystal this past summer while I was on the road. It looks like a dragon's egg. It really does. Oh my god! Yeah, and matches the photo. Ooh, pretty good. Cool. Um, Atlantisite is a composite of green serpentine and purple stitchite. Ooh, Atlantisite accesses past lives in Atlantis. Oh shit! Reconnecting to your ancient wisdom and encouraging you to complete projects set in motion at that time. I need that. By stimulating spiritual evolution, this stone assists those who missed or misused their spiritual powers in ancient civilizations and helps in recognizing the right use of power and the true nature of spiritual empowerment. Atlantisite clears and aligns all the chakras. Okay, there's more, but like, I'm just not going to read this whole thing. But yeah, uh, I think we know a lot of people who could use some Atlantisite for their next life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this sounds like a very advanced, like there's some that are very simple and then this one's like advanced This level. is like, you know, next level stone yeah, here. Like, this is like, like uh, stones. Past lives doing, it's like you've already completed work on your current life and now it's time to <laughs> <laughs> complete work on your past life. I wonder which way would you work? Like from current to the most recently past or from like the deep, deep past up oh, yeah. up 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 until you're current well yeah when you go to therapy they talk a lot about childhood and a lot of your issues come from childhood um so maybe maybe starting from the past is a good idea but it all kind of ties in together you sometimes figure out why you did something yesterday and then that leads to this thing of like oh wow i should have done this 10 years ago and then it all kind of unravels hopefully we never stop learning about ourselves yeah but um and this is just some that's just a, a rad piece of amethyst yeah. um that's been uh you know tumbled up um you got into stones and then they kind of worked and then yeah. you took a break from them i took a break from them so i yes yeah, the last time when i bought was this moonstone bracelet i'm wearing and and i i guess i would well my sister put it in a good way because when i first started wearing them i was just really i mean i guess i've just been going through something for the past year but um i was like really going through something and she was like well <laughs> it's good that you have this because even if it isn't real like the fact that you're spending time and even like money on uh, something uh for self-care means that you're probably paying attention to that part of your life which means just because you're wearing a stone doesn't mean like that's the only thing you're doing right like if i p pay money for a crystal it probably means i'm putting other time and attention into self-care so she's like it might just be a reminder to k take care of yourself that's so. a very good attitude yeah so but so the last one i bought was this and then um and then i kind of just i can't remember if it's like I think I went through another rough patch and then I wasn't wearing it and then I kind of like stopped wearing it for a while and then a bunch of good stuff started happening. So then I was like, I'm like just superstitious enough where it's not consistent, but if something's working, I just do that for a while. So because I hadn't been wearing it and things were like going well, I was like, well, I'm not going to wear it because I don't want to like mess up the energy. So I stopped wearing it. But now I'm like, well, it's, I don't know. I probably. And then everything goes to shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, <laughs> knock, knock on wood. No, knock on wood. Oh, the um, when it comes to like rough patches, I always wonder. I always wonder if I even pay attention to them, like in my own life. Uh huh. Um, I mean, because I, I definitely have rough patches, I'm sure, but like, I just never really, I guess, 
think about them that consciously. I mean, for me, I don't know. I, I do like that attitude of like paying attention to yourself, self-care, these things. And I have to be careful because for me, these stones can be like, like when I was a kid, I loved baseball cards. Mm-hmm. And I loved to collect baseball. And I had to, every single card from every set that I started collecting. And I, I would organize them by number, you know. Yeah. I'd be in the garage by a kerosene heater. You know, I'd be grounded a lot, so I always have a lot of time by myself. Um, and so I just have to make sure I don't do this with stones. Like, I need every single stone uh-huh. of every, every shape. Because I've got, like, a huge bag of stones that yeah. when I take them to go charge them up under the moonlight, it's like I feel like some kind of, like, hippie Santa. <laughs> like, walking up to the park. Because there's a park about a mile from here. So I'll uh-huh. just walk up there. And then I just have this satchel of stones and it'll be like at night. Do you ever like bury them and hope people find them like little treasures? Oh, that's a really good idea. I do love burying You can things. always go back too. You can bury it and then go back and then it all like have reset. Be really charged up with yeah. the earth and everything. Mm-hmm. I used to collect jelly roll pens. Um, Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a jelly roll is. It's like the and most I know what a pen is. fobby Asian thing. But um, I don't know what a just, jelly roll that's pen That's literally is. what it is. It's those jelly roll. It's like uh uh, you know those bright colorful pens sometimes they're glittery they were very popular when I was a child I don't know if they still are with kids but maybe like in the late 90s early 2000s um, and then people would just write letters in different colors it maybe more like in the Asian American demographic um, but I had like hundreds of them and bags and then I'd just pull them out if I had to sign yearbooks I'd bring like yearbook day I'd bring my, I was like known for this giant collection it's really nerdy but anyways that's the so is this <laughs> a, is this the pen that can change color on the same thing some of them can like with the little yeah. like top little oh, oh uh, no 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 you, so you can write it out so the lightning pens would change color you can write it out and then you can erase it and then it'll change colors so if you want to have like you can write like a letter and then do like a little design and like a star and then you can see it on the paper i'm doing hands like people can hear but they can't <laughs> no but these sound really cool they're called jelly roll pens yeah gel pens jelly roll um, oh gel just gel pens i guess but they're specifically they're made by a company called jelly roll oh okay so, got it yeah. okay okay that makes sense yeah um because i love gel pens because i'm a uh, lefty the other pens just don't they just don't cut the mustard yeah, well, there's like the American gel pens, but these are next level. I can't so even. So you have to go on like eBay or Amazon and you get, can get them. them or? At like, like you know those Hello Kitty stores, like Sanrio. They sell them like Asian novelty stores okay. or in Taiwan. I would I used to get them a lot when I would go back to Taiwan. Okay. Um, there's just Hello Kitty stores. Yeah, there's. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> are these like at the mall? I'm guessing. Yeah. Or, yeah okay. The mall. Okay. I'm trying to imagine the stores in a mall right now, like a GNC, um, a Banana Republic. Mm-hmm. And then a Sanrio store. That's what's what called like Sanrio? Ki- you know, kids, there's a Disney store, there's a Sanrio store. Okay. Yeah, it's like Hello Kitty, Pachaco, all the... Oh, okay. Yeah. I think we have very different childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> My childhood was all baseball and G.I. Joe, uh-huh. He-Man. Um, gosh what else was there i mean maybe some legos or some shit okay yeah and then uh you know baseball gloves Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of uh a lot of me sitting at home alone making my own things were you an only child no i was a middle child i had an older brother but uh and a younger sister Uh, my older brother's about a year and a half and younger sister about four years but um yeah, my brother would torture me, so I didn't really want to hang out with him as uh-huh. a kid. That's I mean, like we ended up hanging thing. out, but we always fought. Every time we fought every single day, like every single day, we would be in some kind of physical altercation until we were almost out of high school. 
Actually, I'm now realizing this, like what a combative childhood I've had. Oh, man. Like, I mean, you know, he was the only person I was fighting. Mm -hmm. But um, but that's just what brothers do, right? They just wrestle every single day and try to kill each other every single day of their lives until they're old enough to be like, Mm -hmm. what are we doing this for? My sister and I used to fight a lot. I used to get violent with her sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we were twins, so we're very competitive. Um, And it was a whole different dynamic, I think. Yeah, because I have aunts who are twins. Twins run in my family. Oh, that's so cool. Um, but, you know, my aunt Kathy and my aunt Karen are amazing. Mm-hmm. And I love talking to them. Because my sister's way cooler than I am. They, they finish each other's sentences constantly. Um, they, always, they have that, you know, that twin sense of like, they know to call the other one because they're like, oh, what, what just happened to you? And they'll be like, oh, that I just, you know, fell or something. Like they have that going on. Do you have that oh. going on? Not in a visible way. Like I, we have, uh, we have had things like what sometimes we'll buy each other the same birthday gift, but I think that could be like a nurture thing because we have similar interests. Um, but yeah, people do do say like twins have more intuition or like are linked to psychic abilities. And we um, actually we met a pair of twins when we were younger that were kind of psychic. Um, like they, but not in a way that is that cool but it would just be like we'd play games with them where we'd be like what am I thinking and then they would say it back to us like the sentences we thought and at that time it was like that's so cool no but that yeah that's really cool but you know it would be like dumb like it would be like testing them be like I want Pepsi and she'd be like I want Pepsi like nothing of use like I don't know how <laughs> I don't know if she could read the president's mind you know what I mean it was like we sat there and focused for like five minutes so uh I don't think you could use that for like espionage but um yeah, but it was a fun game. That's funny. That's the first use you think of. Yeah, is espionage. Just so, oh yeah. Well, but so then me and my sister would try, and I, like we kind of, I think it's a skill you can kind of develop, and I think as a child, it's you can kind of get uh, closer to it. I don't think I could do it now, but when I, when we were playing around, like we would do it with things like easy, like easier versions, like training wheel versions. Like um, I'm going to think of a seventh wonder of the world, and then try to guess which one I'm thinking of. But I, we would practice, and then I would sometimes like you kind of know when you actually can see it because it would just crystallize in your mind it's very clear and you're like oh i know what you're thinking and so i had a couple of those moments um which are which would be cool and then you just know and you just say it but like you know before you even say it and they're like yeah this episode is brought to you by kia's first three-row all-electric suv the kia ev9 with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know. We used to play it. We, I went through a phase where I was like very into being psychic. And we well, no, I mean play that a lot. <laughs> and also, as a kid, I think you have a limited... Uh, uh, I guess you're... Although people might argue the opposite of this, but like you, you have a more limited range of what your thoughts might be. Sure. Of what you're gonna, what you're gonna think of, so it might yeah. be easier to guess, right? As another little kid, being like, because we're only thinking of so many things at that Although, point. Although I kind of disagree, just because if you look at how people go to um, real psychics as adults, it's almost like you, you know, they're only going for a career or love advice. It's almost like the only reason people go, or to get in touch with a dead person. And so even, you know, walking in the room, usually the tarot card reader or the psychic is just like, oh, you've got something on your mind. Duh. Why are you here? And then they'll be like, you know, you're having, you're having second thoughts about your career. And then, and then the person's always like, well, how did you know? And it's like, yeah, because of course. Because most why, people Why are. else? Yeah. Those are the two biggest things adults worry about. Money and love. Yeah. Or health. Yeah. That's another one too. I guess but I'm like, not at that age yet where I'm concern just wait oh no just wait and you'll, oh, no. you'll go on decalcify you your, your pineal gland <laughs> challenges no i would never curse you um i don't even think i have the power to i mean i bet i could tap into it uh-huh i think um, it's all energy i think yeah there's because i love uh, we were, i was just at the uh, griffith park the other night uh, like after hours at the old abandoned zoo and griffith park itself has apparently been cursed by what is her name uh, donna petronella uh, I think is her name, Donna Petronella. I think she was like the seventeen-year-old, seventeen-year-old niece of this guy, Don Antonio Felice, oh, okay. which is like Los, Fe- Los Felice, um, and this really rich dude. Mm-hmm. And on his deathbed, I guess he changes his will a little bit and like kind of cuts her out. And apparently, there's foul play involved, Ooh. right? And so she curses who uh, the man who's buying the land and and this other person who helped it happen saying that one of them will come to an untimely death and the other one will um, never be happy again or something, right? Oh, man. And that the land will never be profitable and only sorrow and misery will come to those who own it and it'll never be profitable. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, the people involved, um, you know, not real great ends to their life. I mean, this is also, you know, the early or the mid-19th or late 19th century. So, you know, we don't have the creature mm-hmm. comforts back then that we do now. But yeah, does then the land have good ends. I feel like most people's deaths are not pleasant. Yeah, most of them aren't pleasant. And then so that dude ends up selling the land to this guy. And I can't believe this is his real name, but apparently it is uh, Colonel Griffith J. Griffith, okay. <laughs> which is what Sorry. Griffith Park is named after. Oh, okay. So, so Colonel Griffith J. Griffith gets the land. And then it j- apparently the land is just. It's just a living nightmare. Oh no! The uh, there's always like mass mass death of cattle. There's wildfires constantly. Um, so apparently he he started just trying to get get the get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So he started giving large parcels of it away for free to people. Essentially, the city of Los Angeles, right? Um, because he's like, I just I can't I can't have this land anymore. And then he was shot in a hotel, uh, but he survived. And then he ended up shooting his wife. Oh, wow. In like a hotel bar towards the end of his life. Um, but anyway, by the end of it, he had given all of the land away pretty much, the, mm-hmm. which is now Griffith Park. It's always, a, I feel like all these uh, spooky stories are around hotels. Both of my, I have two ghost things and they're both, um, they're both hotel related. It's that you've like, actually experienced. Okay, yeah. well, let's see here. I want to, 
I'm trying to figure out if I want to go psychic or yeah, ghost. psychic is so interesting. Well, okay, before we talk about ghosts, I, I should tell you that I tested psychic in an official study before. Okay, we need to talk about this. <laughs> but I don't, it was bullshit in my mind. I think it was all bullshit. Well, there's nothing wrong with having a, a healthy skeptical attitude. Yeah, but it was when I, this is how I got my rabbits. And I tried to tell this story on stage, but I haven't figured out a way to really make wait, it. Wait, wait, this is how what? I got my rabbits. Okay. So I've told, I t- I've told this story. That's not slang for anything. Oh, no, no, We're no. We're talking no. about actual yeah, my living. Rabbits. <laughs> No, is there? I'm sorry. We're about I'm not savvy. Rabbits. Is there a slang for rap? Is that no, no, just no, some no, drugs no? That's street? not. That's not slang. I'm just making sure that like I understand that it wasn't slang. Oh no, my living pet, or they're dead now. But um, when I was a kid, yeah. And I've tried to tell the story as like a I don't know. I have talked about getting pets, but it's never really worked. So I don't really talk about it now. But um, yeah, when I was a kid, my sister and I really wanted pets, and our parents didn't let us because my mom was she didn't like animals. And then once in like eighth grade, my dad, uh, my dad's professor from Taiwan uh, came to America to do this study. Like he, he, he's, it was about like, I don't know what's called in English, but in Chinese it's called shouzhi shizhi, which translates pretty much to like psychic through your fingers. So it's not just like reading minds, but it's like reading through your hands, like the, the using um, your touch to like read things. Like Okay. So he was doing this whole study about like kids and their abilities to read things with their hands. And, um, I think they call that, I'm pretty sure it's, it's clairsentience. Okay, maybe. It's when you like take an object with your hands and yeah. you can kind of access information from it. Yeah, basically. It's, it's similar anyway. Okay. But his version was really just like reading. So it'd be like if my eyes were closed and I can just be like, I know what's on this paper. Um, so, I mean, there's like a oh, there's wow. braille okay. for that, but I don't know if anyone told <laughs> yeah. him. <laughs> this is like psychic braille. <laughs> yeah. But um, he, so he was testing all these kids and he wanted, they had a bunch of kids already signed up for this research, but um, they didn't have like a lot of older kids and they wanted to test people like up to 12 years old, which we were. And we were twins. So they're very interested in using us. And of course, my dad volunteered us because he wanted to get in good graces with this professor. And we were 12 and we were like, no, we don't want to do this. Like we weren't like super cool 12 year olds anyways, but I was like, this is, I know this is not a cool thing to do. Where where did you grow up? In the Bay Area. In the Bay Area. Okay. Yeah. So even we were like, this is nerdy and dumb and weird. And And you're the biggest nerds around. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it. And all my friends were like, you know, going to hang out. It was spring break too. And as a weekend in spring break. Okay. Yeah. And they were like, no, you have to do this thing. And we're like, we don't want to do it. And then, so my dad was like, well, I'll let you guys get pets if you do it. So we're like, okay, of course. Like the ultimate. Yeah, he said he would buy his pets. He'd buy his rabbits, and we're like, okay. Uh, And you know, of course, uh, we were bribed into it. But the whole weekend, we had to be in this like it was like long days. I don't know how long it was like a full work day of us like in these rooms where like these adults would give us. We had these. Oh, so this wasn't a one afternoon. No, it was like two days. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, and I remember it was the weekend that the. Twin, two Towers came out, the movie. I always want to say the Twin Towers, but the Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Two Towers, right? That's what it's called. <laughs> like, which one is it? <laughs> yeah, Not the 9-11 one. Um, the, yeah, it's because I remember people were going and we couldn't go. I was really upset. And so we had, had to you read all the books? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. I was trying to, I'm trying to figure no, out wasn't like, that much of how encompassing of a nerd you oh, actually Oh, I was like, but I would read books under my desk, nerdy. But uh, oh wait wait wait! Like I was a nerd in like book smart, but I wasn't like into geek culture. Okay, so you were like sneak you were sneak reading in I, school. Yeah, I was like nerdy. Like I wanted str- straight A's. Uh, you know, like I studied hard, but I wasn't like playing Magic the Gathering. Okay, so what were you sneak reading? Just like 
chapter books. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, like just books. like fiction and stuff. Yeah, but oh, okay. Books. So they weren't like school other other class books. No, but I would finish my homework and then or like know the stuff that the teacher was talking about and then just like read under my. Oh, okay, okay. I was, I'm just trying to figure yeah. out like if you were like sneak reading like your homework from the, oh, another no, class, no, no. like getting so far ahead that you're using <laughs> one class to do another class. No, I would do a lot of extra like, credit though. I would always ask the teacher for extra credit, and usually extra credit was for people failing. But I would do it to get like over a hundred percent, and sometimes eventually the teacher, some teachers had to tell me to stop doing it because it wasn't fair. Like I get like one hundred twenty percent, and they'd be like, "You're not allowed. This is not for You're you." Not allowed to overexcel. Yeah, this is for people who need bonus points because they're not doing well. So, did you have a scholarship to college? Uh, I did get some scholarships. I went to NYU, which isn't great in scholarships, so I like partial scholarships. Oh, they don't pass out a lot of. They don't do full rides, really. Well, I think they do. I don't know. I didn't get a full ride. Uh, but you still got a partial. Yeah, I did get full rides to other schools that I turned down. Okay. Yeah. NYU is pretty great, though. Yeah. What were you studying there? Expensive. I did screenwriting. Screenwriting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So back to the test. Oh yeah. So then we had to put these sleeves on that look kind of like str- like reverse straight jackets. So we would stick our hands in, and then this volunteer, like, kind of like how we're sitting, a volunteer would just like feed us things, and we'd have to touch it and say what we saw. And we did this for like hours. I think they gave us like sandwiches at some point, but it was like two days of this. Like not to just touch, but to actually eat. No, to eat. Like we got little lunch breaks <laughs> of like these like shitty sandwiches. It was not a fun weekend. And uh, and then we, my sister and I, tested psychic. But so, it, but it was like there would be like designs. It'd be like oh, they start simple like you know colors like what color do you see and then they'd have designs and then so you just numbers. put your hand on like a piece of paper they would feed us papers and we'd have to touch it and, and you'd like, be like this is uh, a square with a circle inside yeah we'd it. have to focus so Something i kind like of that. did that thing w- that we did when we were kids where we try to like see it and i i don't this is so long ago i can't really remember i remember sometimes seeing it like when you see it and you know and you're like oh i know what it is but most of the time we were just like guessing you know so i i didn't feel like i was psychic but apparently a few of us tested psychic and then they would like move us to more advanced rounds and all this stuff but even to get a few of them yeah i don't know i mean i'm sure if i like spent 12 hours doing it right now i'd come out of it with like one moment of like i know what's on this even if it's you reading the mind of the person handing it to you who knows what's on there yeah as opposed to you oh that's true you know what i mean like they could be like sliding you oh okay so it's a triangle with a square inside of it and then you're like Oh, now you see. It's like cheating, psychic. <laughs> yeah, like, but yeah, so it's like you're you're cheating, but in a different way of yeah. using a different clairvoyance. The even if you get a few of them mm-hmm. for like a kid who's totally untrained, or because I mean, I I would guess. I mean, I'm on board with this. Like, I'm on <laughs> with this being a thing that exists, right? Yeah. So. If anything else, and I think science eventually will catch up to most of this paranormal stuff, mm-hmm. and there'll be ways to properly measure it, et cetera. But I think uh, for a kid who doesn't have, so there will be like techniques and training exercises to get better and hone in on it, right? Right. In the future. Yeah. And some people already say, there's that app. What's that app? I've got it on my phone. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like about? training your brain. People do those. Like we, You can get yeah, better at like memorizing. Um, there, where is it? It's, um, it's the color things. Oh, I just had it. I do remember there was a um, card game. Oh, ESP trainer. Yeah, maybe that's the one. It has like squiggly lines and things. Oh, this it's this one. It's got the four. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh. Maybe we that's should so see. I can't, I'm highly doubt I'm psychic. How psychic you are feeling right now. This was right so now. long ago. And, and then we got our rabbits out of it. My mom almost didn't give it to us. And we were like, <laughs> that's all I cared about. I wanted the rabbits. 
So you tested as psychic, but you could give two shits rabbits. because you got the rabbits. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, and like two rabbits? Two, yeah, we both got one, Donut and Dumpling. They had a baby. We named a baby. <laughs> they lived a long life. We fed it kale before kale was cool. Oh, uh, so you were ahead of the curve. Yeah, we were. Yeah, maybe the rabbits were psychic too. <laughs> I wonder if, uh, like, they tracked you in any kind of way. Like, oh, I being hope like, not. Like I really testing don't think a psychic. So. You know what I mean? I don't even know this guy. Like, there I was mean, never a follow up. Like, no. And um, this guy was in Taiwan, so I I should ask my dad because I think he still knows his professor. But I think Maybe you're it's in a probably book all published in Chinese. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you could be in you're in a scientific study somewhere. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know. I mean, like it was so long ago and I mean I th- I do think it's really interesting this kind of stuff, but at the time I didn't like register it as a cool thing. It was just like an annoying thing I had to do on the weekend that my parents made me do. You yeah, know? especially when you're a kid and it's spring break and yeah. Lord of the Rings is coming out and now you have to go do this thing that's work. Yeah. I didn't get paid for it. I didn't get any residuals. You got some <laughs> cheap. San- you got some not. cheap sandwiches. Yeah. And you tested as psychic, which to me is like so cool, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, I'd love to do that. Although, I'd love to do it now. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I was to be completely honest, the idea of like being somewhere for like a full weekend, <laughs> like just being put to test, yeah, on stuff. It sounds kind of annoying. It does feel like exploitive. I think, well, also, what would you do if you could see, like, if you were psychic? Because sometimes I think we we can manifest things, right? But could manifesting actually just be you seeing the future? It's just all perspective. Like, do you ever, you know, visualize something like secret what? style where you're like, oh, I can see this happening in my future. And it's, you're visualizing because you want it, not because you're predicting the future, right? That happens a lot. I feel like a lot of artists chase their goals right and dreams and they're like i i see myself like i don't know like so when maybe I'm young, the people... i want to make this show or i want to do this so you see it and then you get there and you're like wow i visualized it so i got there but that perspective is like i got there because i worked for it but could you also argue that when you're visualizing it you're actually seeing the future like there's that angle so too. the people who are really good at visual visualization in fact are tapping into their psychic abilities and the people who are like man i just can't really visualize this thing it's because they're not psychic i don't know i mean it's interesting to think about but also does it would it affect anything if today i had the ability to see the future and i could see it like could i i couldn't alter it necessarily it would just mean like knowing and sometimes when well, you, you mani- potentially could not alter it. I mean, I don't really know the rules. Yeah. Well, have you ever manifested anything into existence where you've been like, like not just like in general, like, oh, I want a, you know, relationship, but like something so specific. Like we're like, I want this and this and this. And then it's sort of like come at the right time. We're like, this is the thing I wanted. Well, it is like nothing like stands out like so distinctly in my mind that I'm just like, oh my God. But um, there is the idea that I'm even here doing what I do in life. Um, Because when I was younger, I really wanted to, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a comedian. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just wanted to travel the country telling jokes. That's what I was like, oh, that's what a, that sounds like the best gig ever. Yeah, You just get to travel around and you get to tell jokes to people. Um, And then it seems like you're Zelda running around the forest looking for this key Uh to like figure out how to do it. Like yeah. there's no like, I mean, there's books on how to be a stand-up comedian or whatever those things that they put out there, but those don't tell you how to be a, those don't tell you how to be a stand-up comic, right? That makes it sound so much more fun, the Zelda 
analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you just have to hopefully stumble upon, just by walking through this map, like uh -huh. this life, you have to just figure it out. There, no one can tell you this is how it's done by everybody and this is how you do it. I mean, people can give you vague, like, mm -hmm. hey, like it's over in the forest somewhere. You know, and you're like, okay, I guess I'll go into the forest and go around there for a while. And then eventually, like, I still don't know how I did it. Yeah. You well, I, mean? I think having a clear vision is the first step to getting anything done because everything you do is going to be towards that goal. Even when you don't realize it is like everything you do, if you're like, this is my goal, like all the decisions you make are sort of like subconsciously influenced by that. And so every day you're getting closer without realizing it. But I like that. So I like that version better. The idea of you can manifest something because you want it. Yeah. Because it feels like you're earning it. I like that version. But I just like as a devil's advocate present the other theory. That I've never it, even considered the other theory. The, the other it's kind theory of like being making like me really think about it, that it doesn't matter what you do because you're not actually manifesting anything. You're just seeing the future. Because the greatest athletes, they all have one thing in common and that's that they're great visualizers. They visualize mm -hmm. their success before they have it. Like on like golfers. It's like really big in golf. Yeah. So maybe Tiger Woods um, is psychic. Have we They ever always see him? the shot perfectly hit. Uh -huh. You know, they can see that. And it's what they teach you in yeah. like a lot of sports too. It's like you visualize the shot going in before you shoot it. Or, you know, like even I'll do that in comedy sometimes. Like I'll visualize the set going amazing before I walk out on stage. Mm -hmm. um, especially if I'm like getting super nervous for some reason. You know, every once in a while, like nerves will pop up in a way that, like maybe there's other anxiety in my life or something. But then that's when I usually in like the, whenever I'm in a nervous situation or like I remember when I was like on set for the first time uh -huh. and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like all these people know I'm an idiot. You know, they're all going to think I suck and blah, 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 you know, and I just had to like zoom out. Yeah. First, first I zoomed out. Like, okay, like zoom out from this situation, go into outer space and look down on how dumb it is that you're even freaked out about something that literally does not matter. Mm -hmm. Entertainment does not matter at all. So failing in entertainment is Although like... I feel like if we were going to communicate with outer space, Hollywood probably is the closest to doing it. Right? Like we're making videos, we're making things. Like we're going to... If we ever have to communicate with outer space, like the directors and people who are involved in entertainment are going to be enlisted to make the thing, the message that we give. If so, I had to guess, it would be mathematicians and NASA. Yeah, but well, but don't you think they want to make it pretty? I don't know. Because I think the aliens, if in fact they're more advanced than us, they understand how like it's just a story. These are just all made up story. Like this is all fluff. Like they can yeah. see through all that. But mathematicians and NASA, they're like in their field doing their, so their focus thing. Entertainment has figured out how to link everything. Like if you ask an agent to be like, I need like someone from this industry that, you know, like I need a hole digger. I don't know <laughs> if that's a job. Someone who drills holes. So uh, entertainment's going to be able to track that person down. Like there's like a secret spy network of just like every contact. <laughs> they have every contact. I can, I can ask like, you know, a secret assistant network, which exists to be like, I need this contact of this person. And then they'll like figure it out. Well, okay. A mathematician. I, I don't want to say that entertainment is like pointless. I'm just saying oh, it's oh, not, sure. it's not needed. They're not, okay. It's a luxury gig. Sure, sure. It's all luxury gigs. I mean, because there was, there was time before movies and TV and radio, and the world seemed to get along just fine. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, we were out in the streets dancing like clowns, probably, you know, and doing live theater and things like that. Like, you know, our type of person that got into entertainment back, you know, 
thousand a thousand years ago we were you know right. we would go on the hunt maybe and then just we wouldn't hunt anything but we'd watch everything unfold <laughs> we'd get back to the fire and then we'd tell the story for a f- in, in know, exchange for food yeah yeah in exchange for food but like we're not needed wouldn't you argue though because it's not like you can argue so easily that food and shelter is needed and that's why it exists but then how do you explain why entertainment survived for so long like why back then around the fire were people telling stories wouldn't then it be true that that's more needed because there's no <laughs> valid reason for it to be there yet it continues to exist like shouldn't it be the first to go when times are rough yet every time every society every whatever civilization that's like come and gone there has been some version of like storytellers and like truth sayers or the clown or the jester maybe that's the most needed of all <laughs> because there's no you can't physiologically okay tie okay. it to a okay. need I'm not, <laughs> obviously we have a desire for it okay okay but i think Wait, back to visualization. Sorry, we got but off track. I think <laughs> by the sheer purpose that someone could entertain themselves with their own mind, mm-hmm. with their own thoughts. Um, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In that way, you could remove the clown or the jester or the storyteller, right? You could use your own imagination um, to come up with a story or something like that to yeah. like have for yourself that even no one else would be even hearing. So like to have someone outwardly doing it isn't, but you couldn't, you couldn't, you can't feed yourself in your mind. Well, at least not yet. <laughs> there are some people who say you can, but um, but yeah. But anyway, the point is the visualization yeah. exercise I would do is I would zoom out and just see how meaningless it all is, right? Uh-huh. Which, uh, everything. Did it help? Everything is meaningless, which is beautiful, right? Because right. that means you should do whatever it is exactly you feel like doing if it's all meaningless. Yeah. Because um, death is inevitable and it comes for us all. And what is time, right? <laughs> and it would always help. Like, and, you know, and if you visualize yourself doing well, you know, it's like, oh, then I just have to go do the thing I just already did. Yeah, that's true. And it doesn't matter anyway. That's... I, I do really like the idea of visualization and manifesting things into existence. But I also like the idea that it doesn't matter because it you're just seeing the future too. Because that's a way of thinking of it where it takes the pressure off of you as the performer. Because I have done this. Because like, I used to write in journals all the time. 
and I, I go back and read them and you know I kept a journal when I graduated college of um my like job search because I was so anxious and I didn't know where I was going. I really felt lost. So every day I would just be like, these are my goals. This is what I want. This is the kind of job I want. And then I went back and read it. Like, and it is interesting because everything I wanted to do, I did. But at the time when I wrote it, it felt like this like impossible goal, just even getting a job. And I was like, I would love to one day work at SNL. And then I was a page and I got to work at the show. And like, you know, obviously I think as a kid, I was like, I want to be a writer. But even that I was like, Oh, I'm here in the studio working for SNL. This thing that seems seems so impossible as a kid and and yet I made it but then when I look back and I read the journals it just reads as this like prediction of like I want to do this it's like well yeah I did it because I predicted I would do it what's next in the journal I kind of so I had kind of stopped writing in a journal for a while I think social media took the need away from me because I just express myself as things come but recently I've been wanting to get back into it and this is the dumbest reason for not writing on one but I asked for one uh, I think maybe for my birthday last year for my sister and she got me one, but I don't like the journal. Like it has a bad vibe and it's just like the, the covers are, I don't know. It's just, I don't like writing in it. The paper is weird. So I haven't really been writing in it. So now I'm like, but I also have a weird thing where I can't buy a new journal if I'm not done with the old one. I don't like unfinished So you're kind of stuck in limbo. Yeah. So I, I write in it like every four months or something. Um, so I need a new notebook. That's what I really need. But I also I think I should just buy a new one and it's But if fine. you're gifted a new notebook, there's no choice but to have it. I think so. I don't know why I have a pet peeve, but if I start a new journal without finishing the old one, it feels weird to me. Maybe I should just get over it. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems to fall in line pretty well with the, uh, you know, this, like, this personality that I've been discovering so far uh-huh. in our short talk here. You're someone who always, um, always had your work done. Mm-hmm. You went above and beyond. You were doing extra credit even when you didn't need it because you wanted more than whatever you want. You felt like you were going to even do more work than everybody else was going to do. So I'm surprised that not only do you have to finish a notebook before you'll write another one, I'm surprised you're not like adding pages to it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And then moving on to another one. But it is, I, I agree with you about the notebook thing. I will go to like an office depot or a place like that. I write in like yellow legal pads. Uh-huh. They have to be yellow legal pads. That's why I do like my freestyle writing on. Okay. And then I'll go back and look through those for jokes later. Oh, nice. I mean, I have joke notebooks, but I don't yeah. keep, I don't write like diary entries in there because I carry it around with me. And that but feels, that's a little, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be like today. I felt sad. I don't and know. I do feel like our notebooks are kind of like also very similar to diaries. True. Um, but and then I have a composition notebook that I'll write jokes in. I do, do feel fragmented in. now. And I think, the, and because when I used to write in a journal, I wasn't doing comedy. So I, that was the only place I would, you know, kind of express my like personal thoughts. And now it's like with social media, with Twitter, with jokes, I'm, I'm getting some of that out in different ways. So I maybe don't feel the need to like sit down every day and just like talk about what I want anymore. But sometimes I do feel like scattered, like I don't have all my thoughts in one place and I like miss having a journal. Well, I'm curious as to where the journal stopped about what you wanted. Like, I want to know, yeah. like, because it seems like if everything that you said you wanted uh-huh. ended up unfolding, where does it, where did it stop? Like, I'm saying, mm. so that's my, that's my question. What was the next thing? So yeah. you ended up getting a job at SNL. Yeah, so I did, so recently I've like been, because I was going through a work transition too, and the thing that I was like, okay, I'm going to try to manifest this, was I want to write uh, for a TV show, which I have not yet done. So like just be a staff writer on like a sitcom. So that's the thing that I was like, that's the thing I'm going to try to manifest this year. So that's, uh, maybe maybe I should just start a journal and just write that every day, I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see if that happens, but 
I mean, I think it's going to happen at some point. I don't know if it's going to happen next year, but... So you graduate from NYU with a screenwriting degree. Mm-hmm. And then you stay there for a little bit? Yeah, before I stayed you in New York here? for four years after college. Okay. Yeah. Did you move back to the Bay Area or straight to LA? I moved... Uh, I was planning to move to LA, but I went home for a month. Actually, and here's... This, I'll tie this into a psychic thing. Before I left, I went to a tarot card reader. Uh, before you left New York? New York. And actually, uh, a couple six months before that, I was at a birthday party where there was a fortune teller. And she told me, and this was before I had any plans to move to LA. She told me I would move to LA in June the next year. This was in 2014. And I moved, I moved, left LA April 2015, went home for a month, and then moved to LA like the, right at the end of May 2015. So it was like pretty much right on schedule. Like it was like May twenty eighth or something. She nailed it. And yeah, which is so crazy. And uh, and then the one I went to right before I left New York, I was already planning to come here. She said I was going to get a job in writing, which is like she knew I was in creative. She knew I was in entertainment. She didn't know I was a writer. So that you could argue like she kind of guessed. There's really only three, right? Yeah. There's like uh, you know like the production side, the acting yeah. side, or the writing side. She knew I because I didn't pay for her. Like I was casting a show. Um, and that's how I met her. We were going to try to cast a psychic and I didn't end up going with her. But then she called me after and was like, hey, you know, I know you guys didn't pick me, but I want to offer you a free reading. So I went and did it. So she knew I was like in entertainment, but she said she saw that I was a writer. I was going to get a job in writing. I then asked her if I should be freelancer full time because that's what I was deciding between. And she uh, and she was like, I see both working out for you, but you'll probably take like a full time job. And then I worked freelance for a month and then took a full time for like the next two years. But also it's like, you know, any, like you could probably tell me that too. So I don't know. <laughs> like well, you could guess I mean, that you could, you know, it's like, there's only so many possibilities in this industry. Yeah. I mean, but there's also the possibility that it could be something else that you have to end up doing. Yeah. True. I mean, cause lots of people have an industry they want to be working in and don't have that job. That's true. In that industry. I think sometimes we forget that to, to have a, an industry job, as they say, depending on whatever it is your industry is, you know, isn't um, to be necessarily taken for granted. Because mm-hmm. um, there's lots of people on the outside looking in, wishing, like, wondering, like, writing in their journal. Someday yeah. I want to have this job. And, you know, you've already got it. Like, that's what I remember about comedy. Yeah. Or I try to remember all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, there's, like, a lots of people who, you know, want the gig. Yeah. And to have the gig is to be pretty pretty lucky but that's the crazy thing is whenever people have asked me for advice i always just say like if you want a job like do the job because i i don't i didn't have any connections when i was um you know a kid and my, my dad was a computer engineer <laughs> like i didn't know anything i was like super you were out like of it. a real like locked juiced in kid like no, with but, all the- <laughs> but i wasn't even like in the industry at you know like sometimes people like are born around it my parents didn't even want me to do it, but both me and my sister are, are in entertainment. She's a musician and both of us, I think just like, I think we just manifested it, but I, there was never like an easy thing, but I think we just kept doing it. So whenever people ask like, Oh, how do I do it? I always just say like, I don't just start doing it. Like I wrote as a kid, not wanting to write for TV yet. I just, you know, I just wrote. So I don't know. Just, just do the thing. I and mean, then, it makes sense. Yeah. And then by the time, you know, by the time someone wants to pay you to do it, you're like, yeah, you I know what I, I'm already, I know yeah. what I, I'll just keep doing this. And like, you know, there was uh, a friend of mine a while ago, we had this conversation about, he was talking to someone and and the person said, you know what, I think I'm just going to write a movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I'm going to make my money. And he goes, oh, okay, you're going to, you know, like, 
just start writing screenplays and then, you know, by, you know, your fifth, tenth one, hope you sell it or something. He's like, oh, no, I'll just sell my first one. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I'm not sure that's how it works. You know, like, uh, you know, if, so it's like if you want to be a writer, you're obviously already writing. Yeah. You know, there's no one stopping you. Right. That's um, true. Or if you want to be a comedian, no one's stopping you from writing your name down on the open mic list. Yeah. And it's we're just in a that time easy. that's easier than ever with the internet. Like you can watch tutorials. You can look at, there's master classes. Like we, I didn't have that growing up. So I think. Yeah. The fact that Steve Martin is doing a master class in comedy online, I almost don't even want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm just like, no, you're right. like my favorite person <laughs> yeah. ever. And I can't, uh, I can't just wrap my brain around the fact that some 15 year old kid in Ohio has access to Steve Martin now. <laughs> you don't want to peel back the curtain. Right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is easier than ever. There's more opportunity than ever. I mean, comedy is on like such a resurgence and it has been for the last, you know, few years. And so like, if you want to get in, now's the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as like shows and all this other you gotta stuff. You got to be psychic on, first. You got to be psychic. <laughs> you have to have been able you to visualize to. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I do wonder... There are things that I've written down that I've kind of like made happen. I like when I first started getting into magic, uh, you know, uh-huh. I got like a magic money box uh, mm-hmm. thing and I started, you know, the money and sense stuff and then doing money magic. And then like, boom, I got like a ridiculous gig that I took. That's awesome. That was like, what? I'm like, these don't tell. Like, it's like one of those gigs where you're like, don't tell these people, you know? Um, and then, so like, you could argue that it works mm-hmm. or I could argue that it works. And then, flash forward to now it's like why am i not still doing that you right. know what i mean so it's like my question like it's like oh your journals everything you wrote in your journals comes true why are you not writing your journals anymore well in hindsight it came true but at the time it didn't like even now knowing so there's a disconnect right like even going back and being like oh i did all those things i wanted at the time i just felt anxious and un- unsure and now i feel anxious and unsure about my future as i always do and i could say like oh i'll just write it down and that will come true but i still have to do the in between right it, i don't get to skip so no, even if I know for a fact, like I'm going to be successful, let's just like argue visualization is telling the future. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the president. Let's say I say that, which I don't see by the way, but if I'm like, I'm going to be the president. I would still have to do all those in between steps and they're just still going to be as hard. It's still going to cost me the same amount of energy as someone who didn't see that. Right. So I think that's why that's the obstacle. It's still going to be hard. It's not easy just because you know, it's going to happen. Yeah, you got to do the work. You can't skip the steps. Yeah. And it's like communism, modern day communism, yeah. like skip the steps. It's like people are like communism, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, we've never experienced true communism yeah. in this world. But like... Um, well, okay, so I have that with my career, but I don't have it with love. Ever since I was a kid, I would like wish on things all the and time. And it just never happened. I would wish, yeah, every time I just like wish for boyfriends and just like all the time and like never... Like specific boys? Sometimes, sometimes be like, I wish I get a boyfriend this year. I'd like make it really broad. I'd be like, this is the year. Or sometimes be like, I wish this year someone will like me. Like, you know, like things like that. Yeah, yeah. And it would never happen. But um, but always with that career in school, like I wish to get into NYU by kissing a clock. And then that's how I, no, I mean, I also wrote the essay and everything. But, but in my mind, I'm like, I got in because I wished for it. But I've never had, so I, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't really know anything. Um. <laughs> I guess it's a matter of also perspective because I know sometimes I will forget the things, the opportunities that have arisen and I'll focus on the thing I didn't, or I chose not to do or have or et cetera. So it is, 
I guess, but when you wish for something, like, the wish is very somewhat specific. I mean, well, very specific, probably, right? Like, yeah. Um, because I wonder how many, like, boys, when you're uh-huh. younger, were like, be my girlfriend, and you're just like, I don't like you. None. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely zero. <laughs> Okay, so I was going to say, well, maybe maybe, maybe sometimes, like, you got to be careful what you wish for because, like, oh, like, all these boys want to, you know, d- date oh, me, but, yeah, like, but I'm not, not interested. Yeah. Not the one you want. Which is, I was thinking about that this morning. Like, life is just filled with people trying to make connections with people mm-hmm. who don't want to connect with them because they're too busy trying to connect with other people who don't oh, want to connect with them. That's so sad. And certain, it yeah. can be that. Like, sure. you know, I, but that's why, that's why connections are so great. Yeah. When you connect, when you actually do connect with someone, whether it's for like friendship or mm-hmm. romance or business or whatever, that's what makes them, I think, uh, meaningful. Mm-hmm. As long as they're like, as long as they're, you know, meaningful and like yeah. not just based on like total bullshit. Yeah, people just want to feel like seen and heard and like that they matter in the world. And it's so fucking stupid. Like, because everybody wants to like try to accumulate their value for some reason. I mean, myself included, like to make yourself um, more appealing to mm-hmm. other people, right? Like I have worth, I have value. Look at all these things I've done. I need all these people saying that I'm this. I need to mm-hmm. be a part of this group. I need to be, you know, on this list. You know, it's the end of the year, so it's comedian <laughs> self-hate time, right? Uh-huh. Because, oh, what list is coming out that I'm not on, right? That's like, you know, you have to kind of stay off the internet for a while. But, um, but it's like, well, everybody already has value just simply by being themselves. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's what my therapist has told me is like not to find value in even what you do. Because I used to be like, well, at least I can find value in the things I do, which people can't take away. And she's like, no, 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 don't even do that. Like, just be you. Like, a shell, like a shell, basically. Like, it doesn't. Like, if you stopped, you know, doing comedy, like you're still you. Like, you evolve. Um, and I used to be a dancer. That was my identity. And I don't do that now. So I, she kind of has a point, but you don't see it until you're, like, further away from it. Like, now I think I'm so tied to, like, my job and being in comedy. And I don't want to not do it. But, you know, at one point I was like, dance is the only thing I exist for. And yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't do that now. But Yeah, well, every single person is already this beautiful mountaintop that uh-huh. people can see and can be admired. But it's I'm just- a skinny mountaintop. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we just have to like, because I fight with this. I mean, you get to choose. This is something I try to focus on. I get to choose what my own success is. I don't mm-hmm. let other people define my success because that directly affects my happiness. Yeah, um, that's if, good. If you set your own parameters for things, no one can like make you feel like you're not getting what you want. Yeah. Uh, when you didn't even know you wanted it. That's like the most insidious part about entertainment. Oh yeah, when there's thing. something It's like get. when other people are telling you, that you should have had something that you didn't even realize that you wanted. Yeah. Or you didn't want. And then they bring it up and you're like, yeah, maybe I should have wanted that. <laughs> and it's like, but I didn't do anything to try to get it. Right. But I still didn't get it. And that's bullshit. Yeah. And it's but like, whoa, relax. That is a good uh, representation of it because there's so many different ways to get in the industry. And as soon as you see someone get something good, you're like, why didn't I get that? But you're like, yeah, I didn't apply for it. Like, why would I get a job yeah. I didn't apply for? Yeah, like, yeah. It's because, well, because I'm so great that they should have just been like, we sought you out because we knew you'd be perfect for this. You know, like we all want to believe, we all want to believe that we're, that we're like, you know, so important and special and unique. And it's not to say we aren't, but when it comes to like these like entertainment ideas uh, of work and stuff, that's where it becomes bullshit. I do think we are 
the center of our universe. And I don't, I don't think that's an unhealthy way to think. I think you should still be kind and connect to people. But I think if, if you look at it, everybody is going to be their own island. And everything that happens in your life is connected to you just by nature of it being in your life. It's like everything else that does like that you don't know about just didn't cross paths with you. Like a person you don't know doesn't matter to you. And as soon as you hear about them, they matter to you. And so I, I do think like in that way, that's why people talk about the universe giving you signs. It's not necessarily the universe. It's just the fact that like you are filtering it all through your brain. So of course everything's connected because it's like things you don't know about aren't going to be connected, but you don't know about them. So how are you going <laughs> to, you can't filter that in. Do you know, does that make sense? I, what I, I sound like, like you're, I think what you're laying out is a very pragmatic, it's, no, but it's very I think like even logical to the point, you sense can like, of like the connectedness of the universe. Maybe, but you can look on a micro level. Like there's this thing in Chinese called Yuan Fen, which uh, is kind of like the fate between two people. I guess kismet is something similar to that, but um, but it's used a lot in like like romance. Like if you two people have good yuan fen, like you you know the universe might put you in circumstances that will uh, make your relationship profit. And if you have bad yuan fen, which is like Romeo and Juliet type, like star-crossed lovers, it might be like you're coming down the elevator and she, you know she's going up, and you guys miss each other and then ships in the night, things like that. Yeah, but then I do really believe in that because I've had a lot of uh, experiences with that with people like where it's been like like uncanny coincidences or I'm, I'm like thinking about someone and that that's the day they came back from out of the country and they like are in the same park I'm at which has happened to me. like things like that where I'm like that's so crazy and I'm like okay that's Yuan Fen and I think oh these are the signs from the universe but now I'm like kind of older and like a little bit not jaded but just less like I don't look at signs as like meaning anything anymore I just think they're interesting so now I kind of look at it as a, oh, well, I'm, of course, the center of my universe because everything that happens to me is happening to me. So it's going to feel like this crazy sign, but it's just because it's happening. I don't know. So that's how I think now. Even the weirdest coincidences, I'm like, yeah, of course I'm the center of my universe. Like, why wouldn't I be? It's, I'm, you know, I'm the one experiencing it. What if meaning, much like a mathematical formula, mm -hmm. is there? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Always existing. Yeah. But it has mm. to be identified by someone for them to use it. 
Right. It has to be discovered in a sense. Like, I mean, you know, Pythagorean's theorem was, it's always, it was always there. Right. Right. But then it was discovered and then able to be used after that for other reasons to be put to work, so to speak. Sure, to decode so like, more. Yeah, so yeah. meaning could be, and regardless of what it is, because meaning is kind of, it is built, right? Like well, we, we ascribe meaning to different, depending on what mood we're in too. Right. Like if this coffee was... Half fault. No. It was cold, right? <laughs> uh-huh. And I was in a really good mood. I'd be like, oh, you know what? I was in the mood for some like, you know, not hot beverage. Yeah. So I could chug it. Or something, or if I was real thirsty, and then if but if I was in a really bad mood and I was um, already cold, and I took that same coffee, I'd be like, "God damn it! No one fucking nothing ever works. Right? I can't get fucking hot coffee when I need it. Like the universe hates me. It's perspective. It's all perspective. Yeah. Well, but you say that like how? Okay, I'm curious how you would act if, let's say there there are signs in your world. Like if you're like, I don't know how I feel about. Are you dating anyone? I or? blindly follow let's signs. Let's say you're, okay, you like someone. Okay, or really, like, I'm just going to use romance because that's my mo- my first go-to. But let's say you like someone. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then you're like, I need a sign from the universe. And then you, uh, you know, you meet someone and then you uh, you go to a party of like some mutual friend. This just happened to me. Oh, really? Well, let's say this person's out of that circle and suddenly she's there. And you're like, whoa, well, that must be a sign. And, and then you're still not convinced. You're like, no, well, I don't know. I'll like... I don't want to, you know, I, for whatever reason, I don't want to read too much into it. And then you go to the grocery store and she's behind you in line and, or whatever and you don't have money and then she pays for it. Like you're like, okay, this has to be a sign, right? So I used to be like, this is a sign meaning I should be with this person and the universe has signed off on me liking this person <laughs> and so therefore I feel comfortable to like them and chase them and hunt them down and they're the one. <laughs> yeah. Like They're the one. The universe chase has, them and hunt them down. <laughs> like the universe has ascribed it. So even if yeah, yeah. you know we have our snags, like I, it's okay because I know at the end of the day we're going to end together because of these crazy coincidences. But now I kind of think like, that's a fun story, but like that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean we're supposed to be together. But I'm curious like what you think. If something like that happened where it's like so like, okay, these are like clear coincidences. Do you feel like you would act differently? Like do you feel more empowered to be like this is right? Sure. Or do you well, just I definitely do it definitely changes my attitude. Um my problem in those situations would be this. It's okay. like I already know the I already like because my problem is trying not to like share that information with the person oh, being really? like, Oh my God, you're not going to believe this. But like, seriously, the universe is like clearly telling us, uh-huh. you know, and cause then other people who, um, especially if you don't know the person that well, yeah. they're just going to be like, you're coming on a little strong. Yeah. I could like you're a little much sure. and I can be, I can be much. Mm-hmm. I can be <laughs> extra as the kids say. Um, but that just happened to me not too long ago. But where, and I had to stop myself mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like it was an appropriate situation. Oh, okay. Right? Like circumstances, atmosphere, um, where like, strangely, I had like become aware of this person. Okay. And then like literally earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, who is this person? Right? Like one of those moments. Yeah. And then later that night, uh, at a show, that person is there with a friend of mine what? who I didn't realize. Or I was just like, like in the moment, I'm like talking to this person. And then like after like meeting them and having an interaction with them, mm-hmm. like I walk away and then I'm just like, wait a second. That's that fucking person. Uh-huh. 
And so then I get home and I, you know, verify through social. It was so easy nowadays. Sure. And I'm like, holy shit, that's that person. Um, but like in that, at night I knew, or that the particular moment in the moment. Yeah. I knew, like I, I knew, but like I was 99% there. And then when I got home, I was 100%, you know, I verified it. But like in that moment I was like, you know what? I feel like it's like crossing a boundary because it's a friend, like they're with a friend oh, of mine. They're and together. I'm just like, okay. no, no, not together, just friends. But Why like, because I had some kind of things holding me back. Okay. And then I think there is someone else in this person's life anyway, it turns okay. out. So through my investigation. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it wouldn't have so so no. mattered. Yeah. And I know like, especially nowadays, like in the climate of comedy specifically as a man, like, most of us are, you know, not total monsters, right? Yeah. Um, but we're still, you know, our sight, our, our senses are heightened when it sure. comes to our interactions with women. And so there's a little extra hesitation in being like, oh, should I flirt with this person? Should I ask sure. this person out? It's like, well, you know, like, I think the circumstances always dictate whether, and you should I know. Agree. Yeah. You should know. If you, if you yeah. Should if you're not. not sure, then it's, better to be careful but I, I think it's hard because comedy is like it's social and it's our place of work so that's why it's hard because if, if she's yeah. a you know also a comedian you know and especially if she, she's not for, not for as far along I don't know her at all but I'm just saying like some women who are starting out can feel like oh that's all people see them as and so that on a small level isn't a problem but then if that happens a lot at every show then they might start feeling like discouraged from doing comedy so i i I can see how like on a large scale it's a problem but i think if you just like trust your gut and are decent but if i saw this same woman at the grocery store later today after Mm -hmm. having this conversation yeah um i would say excuse me are you uh are you dating someone I would ask. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because if like after having this conversation about it, then I was then in line with, she was behind me in line at the grocery store. Like he said, I would be like, the universe is telling me. Yeah. Dude, take some risks in your mm-hmm. life. Because I think sometimes the universe just wants us to take some risks, right? To push ourselves out of our comfort zones because we get too locked into just who we are and our routine and our schedule and we become stale in our life. Yeah. Right? So I think it's not always the universe saying, um, I've signed off on this. This is the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life, necessarily, <laughs> as much as, hey, take a risk, fail, take a chance. Maybe you, you have a short-lived thing. Maybe you learn something yeah. about yourself. And also you get to know another person. That's true. You have so, a connection no matter what. And, yeah. And Every time the good. universe is like giving us all these coincidences and synchronicities, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean this is it. This is it for me. You know? Because <laughs> oh. I've had two women I've dated where I was like, I'm never dating anyone ever again. Uh-huh. Like while we were dating. Um, I was convinced of it. I was like, I'm done. This is great. Uh-huh. You know, but obviously that that didn't work out uh, in either of those circumstances. But like, it doesn't mean that I'm not a better person because of it. Like later, right. even though like when it was over, it was awful. Yeah, I do feel like you should feel that way with everyone you date because you should be super excited and they should feel like the one. If you're already thinking they're not, then it's like, well, time to move on. But then it does get hard as you get older. And maybe this is why my attitude has changed when you have like multiple failures because then it starts feeling like, well, I don't trust myself anymore. Like, what was that? Well, they always end. They always fail. But then it starts to get... Yeah, so I think that's so why now I don't. That I don't read meaning into signs anymore. I think they're fun, but I just kind of have to be like, I'm not going to look into this but sometimes the universe is shouting at us 
Yeah, but it's, it has and it's been wrong. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Maybe they just wanted us to connect and then to move on. Well, there's an interesting um, experiment that they did with people um, where they took people and they measured their brain waves, right? And mm-hmm. like about like their their centers of their brain, like experiencing joy or uh, joy, like measuring like happiness, sadness, and like, you know, truthfulness. Yeah. And they asked people who just had like one of the greatest things that's ever happened to them. They asked them a question about it and like, how does this feel? And they're like, it's amazing. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Right. And so they have those results and the scans, you know, the the measurements or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they asked people who experienced the worst thing in their life. Uh huh. Right. And then they came back years later, you know, like five, how many ever years later? And they asked those same people who had changed their mind about the worst thing that's ever happened. Because you've always heard, you always hear sure. that. Like, you know, at the time, it was the worst thing that happened to me. Turns out, best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, interesting. And they measure their brainwaves when they're talking about it now as the best thing that ever happened to them when at the moment they thought it was the worst. And they're registering exactly the same as the people who thought that the best thing that ever happened to them happened. Whoa. So time does change. T- time changes the way we think, like, in a measurable way. Like in our brain. Interesting. So these people that the universe has made us maybe through signs and they've been wrong about, maybe like years later we can look back and be like, you know what? I didn't realize it at the time, but 10 years ago when I dated this guy who I thought was a total jerk at the end, he like taught me a lesson or or whatever or something else happened or, you know, and that's not to like remove responsibility for people to Uh be, for being assholes. Because I do worry about that sometimes. When people are like talk about karma a lot, like, oh, well, sure. you're here in this life and you have to, you chose this life before you were born. So these are all the lessons you have to learn. Like, that's a slippery slope when you're getting into like conversations with people about like accountability yeah, and like, there's... oh, should I not feel, uh, I shouldn't feel sympathy for you because you were, you just went through something awful because you chose this before you were born. Like, there's a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You see how some people could take that and try to twist it and warp yeah. it into something creepy. But, uh, but I do think I'm not going to stop listening. Yeah, I guess I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, I love failure is fun, I, right? Yeah. Because that you means know, you're taking a chance. <laughs> I think failure is fun. I get very scared. I get very anxious and that's something I'm working on, which is uh, just, I, I do get like gun shy after failing a lot. Well, that's natural. And, and I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something very exhilarating about like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. But I do really like, I love the idea of there being something bigger, the universe or paranormal activity or like crystals and things like that. Because I think I like the idea of feeling like, well, someone else is responsible. (laughs) And that's why I think I was so uh, quick to like believe that the universe had signed off on something. Because then I didn't have to, I could just be like, well, you're the one, even when it feels impossible, I just have to like keep going and then there must be something on the other side of this yeah, i have to get through it we'll, we'll get through it yeah but i think it is funny too like coming in and out of stones mm-hmm. you know like when we first started talking it's oh, like we're not gonna be able to talk about ghosts huh we're gonna we, oh. you know, what is it no this is already oh an hour and 15 minutes oh, okay. um <laughs> we can talk about ghosts another time okay. if you're interested um and doing another uh chat but like the idea that we can come, because I do, I you know, I have been flow up and down yeah. on these things, you know, as far as like remembering, there was one point where I forgot, like I was wearing this carnelian necklace on stage, every uh-huh. show I did, because it's supposed to be good for performance, public speaking. And then one day I forgot it. And so I'm like, I did this and I was like, oh no, oh no, 
was like, I can't go on. It's like the Dumbo feather. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't go on. And then I was like, come on. And I had a and I had a fun show. And that's when I realized, okay, don't become so reliant on these things yeah. that they're uh, like a crutch. Yeah, you don't want yeah. them to cripple you. I used to love good luck charms and I would believe in them. So that's why I think I still like crystals, but I had so many like erasers and things and they were just things I liked. I do believe in energy though. Like, you know, I, you, when you feel good, then your good things will happen. You know, confidence, all that, it's going to feed into your interactions with people. So, you know, if I had a good luck charm, I was like, I feel good about this math test. Uh, you know, that's going to give me confidence to just like do the answers and know what I know. Of course I did the work, right? So it's not like I can just not study and bring a good luck charm, but I think feeling confident does give you that extra spike. So maybe on stage having a charm or a crystal, which could be also, you could just get a charm and be like, this is lucky. That could also do the same thing for you maybe because it's all energy. Oh my God. That reminds me of my buddy, Jeff. He saw, what was it? He ended up winning it. Like he followed his intuition uh-huh. right on a specific thing. Um, and this specifically was in relating to like a scratch off lotto <gasps> ticket. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? And he went, I just remember, this is the scene. He, If I remember correctly, he walks up to the counter and then he just he like closes his, the, the person's like, can I help you? And he just closes his eyes, uh-huh. waits till he but can you were there? see the, no, no, oh, okay. but he told me about it. Uh, waits till he can see what color he's waiting for a color to show. Okay. And so he's looking like a crazy person. Yeah. And uh, finally sees a certain color and then gets that color. If I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm getting the story right. And gets that store or gets that ticket. Okay. Right. And he wins like a shit ton of money. That's Like crazy. enough to buy a house. That's crazy. And so like, imagine if he didn't go with it though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, you never know. You never know, but that's also dangerous because a lot of people think they have that and then they lose a lot of money. <laughs> and what I have is the opposite of that. My intuition has told me to never buy a lottery ticket and therefore I have saved a lot of money. <laughs> well, that's pretty good then. Yeah. I've literally, the last time I almost bought one was pretty recently. It was during this rough patch and I thought about buying one because I was like, who knows? And then it was $10. I didn't know they were that expensive. It was one of those grocery well, store ones. Oh, well, some of them are $10. Yeah. I mean, they're, they were like they're anywhere from a dollar, five, 20. Yeah. There's I thought like, it was going to be a dollar. All the ones that this store were very expensive. And I stared. One of the machine, like a vending yeah, machine. I stared for a while and then I stared for so long, I think like over five minutes of straight standing there. Should I buy it? <laughs> I didn't buy it. But then I went home feeling like I won because I saved $10. Like I was like, oh yeah, you of course I didn't buy essentially. it. Yeah. And then I was like, that was a good decision to not buy that ticket. I would have lost money. But see, I always think like, it could be anybody. It could be I me. Know, but it could be me. But that's how they get us. Yeah. Um, and there's something exhilarating about that. Oh, man, I love to gamble. <laughs> oh, boy. I am <laughs> very addicted to chance. And that's why I have to like stop myself. And so I give myself restrictions like that. Okay, so like when you say you're addicted to chance. I love the idea of, yeah, I love the idea of chance. Like, I mean, if you can't tell, like, but good luck charms, all these things. I love the yeah, idea okay. of like wishing for something, getting it, just like lady luck helping me out, you know. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, it does. So when you hit like one of your rough patches. Yeah. Um, what is the like go-to technique to access your way out of it? Are you Are you going... Do you find yourself, you'll, you'll hit a rough patch and then suddenly you'll go, you tend to head back towards the crystals or something like that, or you mm. stay away from them? Crystals are pretty new. So I used to drink a lot and then I think 
stopping drinking. That was a way I coped a lot. And then I, I was sober for a long time and that helped. And so crystals kind of came out in my sober time. So I think they did a little bit replace drinking, but I think it's still healthier. So it's fine. Uh, and then now I'm sort of in between, like, I don't, I don't think I have a thing I go to, but I, I'm getting better at just like being like in the sadness, if that makes sense. And then therapy is helping. So, uh, yeah, just coping by like accepting how I feel and then just knowing that I can't control it and it'll go away like it does. And sometimes I'll use that time to write something. What helps is like writing something that's not comedy related, like working on something that's not gonna have pressure on my career so when i feel oh, that's really interesting yeah like when i feel bad sometimes i'll be like oh i'll write out like a short film or something that i might never do just something that feels totally different i won't feel like it has to be portfolio ready it's just like a form of self-expression so that's kind of what i do now but i don't know i can dig it i do like the uh the stones too i do know that if uh if i've got a bunch of rocks in my pocket mm-hmm. the chances of drugs going in there later are very slim Oh, interesting. Um, it's like 99 out of 100 times, no drugs will go into that pocket. I mean, I'm also of an age now where I can't, I can't live like that anyway. Yeah. So it's like a, uh, you know, once you get into, once you turn 40, it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be fucking doing blow. Yeah. I'm going to have a fucking heart attack. They, well, the stones remind you, they're like a little token to remind you. Yeah, they're great. And so whether or not they change me in a molecular level or not, Listen, I'm not going <laughs> to say they don't, but like, um, you never know. But this Atlanta site is really like working through. So it feels lighter than it did earlier. Did you, oh, really? did oh, you pick know. it up earlier? Yeah, but I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> Does it? Does that Maybe mean something's anything? been removed from it. Whoa. No. Is that good? No. <laughs> it's soul is gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's in me. I'm the Atlanta site. Well, let's site. plug some stuff for you. Okay. Where people can find you if they want to reach out or follow your Twitter and all the, or Instagram and, and, and such. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Larissa T, L-E-R-E-S-A-T-E-E. Um, and I have a show every Sunday at The Friend if you live in LA. It's comedy at The Friend. What time? Seven, uh, 7.30 p.m. It's free. It's really fun. You can find us. We're on Instagram at Comedy at the Friend. And so that is, uh, well, actually, you wouldn't know this because this will, this doesn't come out on Sundays, but that show would be tonight. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, wait. Or whatever night. Today's not Sunday. Today's not Sunday? Today is when? Friday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did we just travel in time? What if we go outside and it is Sunday and like we just travel through time? I would, I would, oh, shit, I might have a street cleaning ticket if it is. If no. it's Friday? No, no, it's it's friday right now it is friday if it was monday i'd have a ticket no it's not monday <laughs> okay so okay so it is friday so this will come out on a friday but not this particular friday <laughs> so it's a weekly show that's all you need to know yeah. and it's at the friend on sundays at 7 30 mm-hmm. okay got it <laughs> well thanks for joining me maybe we'll do another one and we talk we can get into the ghosts oh yeah i um God, I got really scared the other day. I'll, really? Maybe we'll save it for later. Okay, we'll save it. But, yeah, because um, that's what the story I was going to tell, but I'll tell it. Okay, time. yeah. So, okay. Uh, dude, thanks for uh, doing this, and uh, this was fun. Thanks for having me. And good luck with those moonstones. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to another experience of Me and Paranormal You. That was my buddy, Teresa Lee. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Talking about crystals, the impact on life, ebbing and flowing in and out. I think it's like anything else in this world. We kind of just... You know, at least for me, you know, we we have different levels of the way we do things, depending on what's going on in our lives and what other what other factors are happening and whether what other things that we may be getting into. So 
Hope you enjoyed that. Um, what else is going on? Me and ParanormalU.com, RyanSingerComedy.com, 818-839-0593. That's the mine line. Rising on Instagram, me and ParanormalU on Instagram. I'm on Twitter and all that other stuff as well. Uh, please rate and review the uh, Mindcast on iTunes if you if you don't mind taking a... Uh, I just ate some almonds. They're making me burpy. This is so weird. Um, so yeah, if you don't mind. What we've done here, uh, I was mentioning it earlier, I kind of transitioned into the um, the uh, decalcify the uh, pineal gland, pineal gland uh, challenge that we're talking about. I've been incorporating some of these. The, the coffee thing was the big one for me, the hard one to to really switch out of. By the time you listen to this, I'll be totally off of it because this is coming out in a few weeks after um, we recorded it. But I've already started and I kind of ramped up. I, there's probably be a 30-year bonus uh, detailing all the all the things about that. So, um, yeah. So thanks again for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, that will be in Mason City, Illinois, uh, at Mason City Limits Comedy Club, December 8th and 9th. I'll be at Go Bananas opening for Mike Leibovitz um, on New Year's Eve weekend. So maybe I'll see you on the road. And if I don't, I'll see you at the watering hole on the astral plane. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.